Welcome to the Back in Action Podcast. Are you a weekend warrior, a current or former high-performing athlete, or do you just have questions about what a chiropractor can do for you in a rehab setting? Here, we'll dive into the world of chiropractic and exercise rehab and how they both can be utilized to get you back in action. All right, guys. So as you notice, this isn't Bridget doing the intro spiel. So I'm kind of taking the reins for that today. Um, welcome back to the Back in Action podcast. I think this is what, Connor, 13 for us now? We're getting up uh, there? 14. We're at okay, 14 14, now. 14. There we go. So uh, with us today, we got a, a special guest. Um, if you look him up on Instagram, you'll know him as Muscle Bill. Uh, the, the way I was kind of introduced to him was... Uh, through a friend, he listened to the, the RxD Prescript podcast. So, um, and you can look it up. It's literally just titles Muscle Bill. Uh, yeah. Heard the story and everything. And I was like, oh man, like this would be an amazing guy to have on the podcast. So, without further ado, uh, Muscle Bill, why don't you give a little intro for us and let us know where you're at? Yeah. I mean, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. And it's great to connect. And that RX radio, like, a lot of people listen to those turns out and it's been really cool <laughs> yeah right we're yeah. not the only ones yeah <laughs> um no i've connected with so many awesome people through that and uh it's exciting for me every time so you know i again connected through you through a guy through a guy through a guy and it's like awesome let's go have a conversation i'm here yeah definitely and it, it turns out you're from connor's from not even 12 minute drive from my hometown, which <laughs> nobody ever even knows like what it's called, yeah, where it's insane. from, like a place nobody's town. heard of. Yeah. <laughs> Coincidentally, a thousand people in each. So yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And somewhat rivals. So, you know, <laughs> there you bit. go. Yeah. He would always drop at school. He's like, ah, oh, I'm just like, you know, from butt fuck nowhere in Ontario. And I'm like, okay, like yeah. nobody ever knew. And then we finally run into a guy that literally lives 12 minutes away. It's born and raised, man. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah I don't, um but yeah I don't no know. So, yeah. so we obviously like we found you through the the rxc radio um and i know like maybe not everyone has kind of listened to the to that podcast but i highly like recommend going through and just taking a listen but um i don't know if you wanted to briefly kind of go through your story and like kind of where you what you <laughs> went through and kind of what it's brought you to now yeah, so I, um, I've got a genetic cholesterol condition. I uh, was diagnosed 17 months old, started uh, treatment at that time. So Teeswater to Toronto is like a two and a half hour drive roughly. So basically what that looked like, I got a plastic tube in my chest at 17 months old, started driving to Toronto once every two weeks for this treatment that had never really been done on a baby mice, like as small as me at that time. Uh, Fortunately for me, it worked and uh, continued to go, kind of had a lot of central lines throughout my childhood, which led me to a triple bypass at my eighth birthday, which was kind of a big deal at the time and maybe is still, I don't know, but oh, for uh, sure. in 94, it never, I was the youngest kid in North America that I know about. Uh, there's a whole bunch of medical, you know, journal bullshit about it. And anyways, that was me. And, uh, I've had just a long health journey, I guess, since then. Age of nine, I had superior vena cava syndrome diagnosis and central lines and fistula surgeries. And then kind of a smoothish 20s, started lifting weights when I was a teenager. You know, I was overweight, um, dropped 30, 35 pounds, somewhere between grade nine and grade 10. 
that's I literally rode my bike around Teeswater for one to two hours every single night. And that was my introduction to exercise, you know, so yeah, kind of split me off onto that path, lost a bunch of weight, went back to school, started using my aunt's old York, like multi purpose <laughs> gym thing in her basement across town. And then, uh, kind of took that path. So went to college, started lifting weights, got into bodybuilding, flex magazine, you know, muscular development and all that stuff. And then, um, 2017, Kind of long story short, went into heart failure again, got off work, kind of wasn't sure I was going to be alive for very long. And then fast forward a bunch of months, I had a major heart surgery in 2018, just after my birthday again, or just before my birthday, sorry, at that time, uh, 20 hour surgery, kidneys kind of failed. My lungs collapsed. I gained 50 some pounds of fluid in 12 hours, uh, in surgery. And this is whole circle of things. Um, I came out the other side, recovered for probably, you know, six months or so. 2019, I had a major chest, chest infection around the tissue around my heart. Um, that almost killed me. It was a couple of weeks in the ICU. And anyway, that was a separate nightmare for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus. then, yeah, I mean, when it comes, it keeps coming. Right. So, oh, seriously. Uh, but at that time, so I, I started booking some public speaking stuff. Did a few of those and then kind of COVID hit and anyway, here we are. So things have kind of rolled along and life is life is wild. You never really know where it's going to take you. Yeah, seriously. I love how you just <laughs> brush over. You're like, oh, I'm pretty smooth 20s. I'm like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, it was like, yeah, really most of my 20s I spent in the gym and I was working one to two jobs, you know, a lot of hours and that was it. Work, train, eat, sleep, be 20, right? So. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, it's, I mean, it's an insane story. And I mean, like I, like I said, like I heard it on the other podcast and it's still like, you know, like it's crazy just what you've had to been through and to be able to now kind of turn that into what you've turned it into in terms of like coaching and working with people, you want to speak a little bit on that and what that kind of looks like? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a newer thing for me. Um, I had a friend of mine, actually, I used to work with her years ago. She approached me about kind of being a life coach of sorts. And um, I mean, I said, sure, you know, let's see what that's all about. And uh, it's been really good. Like I find generally I, people with anxiety kind of, I don't know, are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're drawn to me. In the sense, and something I've learned is uh, I'm good at holding space for people. I've always been someone, a lot of people will just unload their thoughts and their lives and whatever is going on onto me. And I, I feel like it's because I don't carry it around. You know, I am very good at managing my stress in the sense of like, I don't have space for yours. It's not that I'm not willing to listen and I'm not there to help, but, you know, 15 minutes after, like, I don't have. It's, I don't carry it to bed. I just sleep just fine or I don't sleep well to begin with. But anyways, you know what I mean? I'm very good yeah, at just yeah. offloading it. So I don't carry it around. It doesn't feel stressful to me to listen to your life being stressful, uh, which I think, or at least in my experience, seems to be pretty refreshing. You know, people are always kind of surprised. Like, wow, it's really easy to talk to you. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, you seem quite stressed and I, I'm not, you know, mm -hmm. so it's, it's a nice dynamic and it seems to work. Uh, really well. So 
anyway, this has been a great new shift for me and uh, it's exciting just to see what that looks like. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, coming from obviously like a background of, it seems like a lot of traumatic experiences sure. to put it, to put it lightly. How do you think that shaped how you like treat other people's traumas and kind of deal with their mindsets of kind of getting into exercise and kind of breaking through some barriers? Well, one thing I found uh, with my public speaking that, that was easy to relate to is a sense of um, people are very used to failing in the gym. Like sometimes that's the intention you go in, you go to a failure and that's a literally what you call it. Whereas in life, sometimes when we fail, it can be hard to get back on track and it's very defeating. You get kind of set off your path and you feel like, well, what the fuck, you know, I, I tried and it didn't work and you get this kind of stuck in your cycle of, I guess it's a lower frequency is what you call it. And uh, just acknowledging that that's sometimes that's the point. And so you just have to try again. And that's really, that's where my cards, you know, my keep going, you're doing great. That comes from so many layers within me of, you know, a lot of stories, but in the long and short of it is, keep going, you're doing great is applied to really everything in life. It's like, here we are, regardless of whatever has already happened. You can't do anything about that now because it already happened. So we're here. What's next, right? How do we move forward? And assessing like, sometimes you don't have the space or the capacity to do all the things you want to do. And like, there's nothing you can do about that, right? Like if say in my case with health, I've had a lot of, you know, I'm going, I want to bodybuild, not to be a professional bodybuilder, but I want to train. I want to lift. I want to push myself. I'm in the hospital, you know, or bam, I'm in heart failure. Well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't see that coming, but I, I went to the gym still. I was still lifting four or five days a week. I couldn't really go upstairs. You know, I, it'd take me five to six, seven minutes to go up two flights of stairs. And then I go lift weights for 45 minutes and go home. So it's just, what can you do with the circumstances you're in now? Because uh, I fully believe that there's always something you can do and there's always a way, just a matter of what that looks like and finding it. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree more. And I think I just, I like how you put it, you know, like keep going, you're doing great. Cause like, I feel like a lot of times, like we can really put so much pressure on ourselves and like we can't see that light at the end of the tunnel. And like, I know probably for both Connor and I, um, even just like going through like the school program that we went through, like, you know, there's some times where even when like COVID hit, you're like, holy shit, shit's hitting the fan. And like, you can't really mm -hmm. see that light at the end of the tunnel. So listening to that slogan is definitely a pretty good reminder of, you know, putting a good perspective on things. Mm. Well, it's, it's something initially I made the cards. Like I, my first speaking event in Kingston, I was trying to toy with the idea. Do I want to do like cue cards? Cause I've always like in public school, which was the last time I did public speaking, mm -hmm. I hated it. I was stressed all to hell. And it's like shaking in the front of the room, reading the cards and just want to get it done. Right. So fast forward when I'm after all these surgeries and stuff, trying to get up and do it because I want to, I thought, no, I don't really want to do a card. So I'll just write on a piece of card, keep going. You're doing great. So if I get lost or I get whatever, I'll just pull that out, look at it and like, I'll find my way, you know? And so probably a week before I had that presentation, I said, oh, fuck it. I'll make up like 50 of them and I'll just give one out to everybody there. Like if they want one, I'll, you know, hand it to them or whatever. Cause to me, it made sense and it made sense for my purposes and so many reasons in my life. And just 
because of that, when I handed them out, everyone's like, man, like, wow, you know, thank you. And it's been super helpful. And I was kind of caught off guard a little bit because it's it's a simple thing for me. And where it comes from seems to land in like a deeper place from a lot of other people, especially coming from, you know, my particular background and all the different things that I've kind of experienced, I guess. Right. So anyway, that long story long, that's the cards have been a surprise to me almost. And like, I just made one to put in my own pocket and uh, a lot of people have them in their pocket. Now I've probably got three, maybe almost 400 of them around the world right now. Jeez. So it's like, cool. You know, <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you never thought like just a handful of words can mean so much to so many people and really just get people on that track. Like people get so caught up, especially in today's day, they're like so every just anxiety ridden, like stress and just like, just keep going. Like those simple words can change people's lives. It's Mm. quite, quite astounding, really. Yeah, man. And like, I know. And it's funny to say too, because like, I, I feel fortunate for my health because I, I wouldn't say that I'm an unhealthy person, which again, I'm over the years. It's, I guess it's kind of odd to hear from me. Cause it's like, well, you've got all these health things going on. And like, I definitely do. I take, I don't know, 50 plus pills a day, you know, to keep me alive and all these things. And it's just like, that's just part of life. And that's just one, even when I was a kid, right. I had to go to the hospital and do all these things this is part of the process that I have in my life to keep me living. So it's like, how how do you perceive that to be hard when it's just, it's all that, you know, right. It's like the person, if you don't, if you're born with only one arm, you don't know what it's like to have two. So, for sure, you know, so it's kind of, I'm fortunate in the sense that my health, yes, it's not, it's different than it used to be. Absolutely. Things are much more complicated now. Uh, I've got a lot of variables I kind of track, but, at the end of the day, I'm living a good life. You know, I'm still up. I'm going to the gym. I'm active. You know, I'm able to go and do whatever this. I can go train. I can go wherever. Like, I used to go to the hospital once a week for like 25 years. And now I go once a month. So it's like, awesome. You know, what What a change that was. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. It's so much time. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and like, what like i feel like that that's why this makes you a perfect role model and like to be put in this you know kind of light where you're able to talk to people because you've gone through shit and like you said like you can listen to people's stuff and it doesn't stress you out because like you've kind of been there right like you've been through it you've you've done it right i think it comes from a place of empathy in the sense of like being stressed out with someone who's stressed out for me, isn't the beneficial thing to do, right? And not that I'm not always super rational, but I do kind of function in that part of the brain a lot more than not. But um, I can be with someone who is having a hard time and I can sit there in a hard time with them and not be in a hard time myself. I had an analogy I used when I was speaking, like it's like sitting in the rain. And that's one thing I found is everyone wants to come up and like, oh, bring me umbrellas and like keep me dry. But in my mind, it's like, I don't, the rain's never stopping. And so if I don't get used to being in the rain, mm-hmm. I'm not always going to have an umbrella, right? So I might as well get used to it and enjoy it, right? And then if you can look up when it's in a fucking thunderstorm, they man, this is a fucking beautiful thing. 
how much more useful is that than being scared and hide under your umbrella all the time, right? So Fuck, yeah. getting used to that whole situation where people feel helpless then where I'm like, look, I don't want that thing. I'm good. You know, I appreciate the sentiment, but at the end of the day, it's fucking raining. So I'm just going to chill, right? Mm-hmm. And so kind of navigating that space of like, I'm more than willing to give you my umbrella if you want one, but I'm also more than happy just to sit and get fucking soaked. You know, I... Because it's part of life, you know, it's part of the, it's the ups and downs, the good and the bad. And uh, so often you don't have control over it, right? And so the things that we do, you know, we perpetuate all these or all this chaos in our lives all the time by decisions we make or don't make and the people we put ourselves around and all these things. And so when, to me, that's all like, life's kind of a joke in a sense. It's like, this is all easy. You know, we're breathing and walking and now just playing the game of life. Like, it doesn't mean it's not hard or stressful. But it's like, we're just down here doing it, man. It's all you can ever do. <laughs> no, I that analogy, I've honestly never heard that one. And that's so amazing. And just like the fact that like, yeah, you can be in the thick of it or like in the shit. And it's really just that mindset switch, right? Where like, you know, things aren't that bad. This is what's going on. But like mm-hmm. you can you can make the best of it. You can get out of that situation. So um, I change is guaranteed analogy. in life, right? And that's it's one of the guarantees that we have of the very few and so for better or worse it's always going to get it's always going to be different yeah exactly that's something that we got like it's like you've been thrown into the deep end of life and you're like well fuck it i guess i like to swim now yeah yeah the yeah. irony there i can't swim at all so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh so just uh, we're going to switch gears a little bit in here, but do you yeah. have any, like uh, any practices of like mindfulness or meditation that you go of throughout the day? Cause I can imagine that you're under quite a lot of stress most of the time. You know what? I, I'll say that I don't, but I, I don't consciously do it. It's things that I naturally do. If that makes any sense. So I have done like Huberman's got an awesome meditation on YouTube. I've done a few times and it's like a, very much like a body scan type of thing and um i've used there's like a sleep app i used a few years ago for a while after like i got out of the icu and i anyway i couldn't sleep so i was trying different things to try and help in that kind of acute sense but um i feel like i've been naturally steered into doing that in this like you know when you're on a respirator or you've got tubes and oxygen and all these things hooked up to you you know, and then what? It's like, well, I'm here, and I just even if I can only take a quarter breath, I just do that. Like I, I, I found a video on my phone after the one time. I literally talked myself through. I couldn't speak enough, and it was too, too much stress on my body. So I got my phone, I hit record, and I started saying, "You got this, like it's all good." You know, it's, it's you know, I don't even remember what all I said, but just talking to myself in these like short broken sentences. And then I just hit play a bunch of times so I could hear it back to myself. And I was, I remember I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move at all. And I was just like, you know, and that was, I don't know, day, a couple of days, whatever. But like, I was trying to go to sleep, but I couldn't sleep. And so I just started talking myself through and I hit my record and then just hit play until I fell asleep and didn't hit play anymore, you know? So, and where did that come from? I don't know. I knew that that would be helpful or I thought that would be helpful. So I just, did it and it worked um so navigating like 
what do I need when and how it's just like, I need this. I want this. It's got to be done. And this is, you know, I don't know. I'm very in tune with my body and it's something that a lot of people, you know, aren't so much uh, for better or worse. So I've spent a lot of time in it. It's kind of funny as that sounds, but when you don't have the way like ability to get away, you know, you, you learn a lot of things. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, um, like sometimes you just don't even know what to say, right? I'm just like, yeah. holy shit, man. Like, and like, that's why this is just an amazing conversation. Cause like, it's things that like, you know, maybe you don't think about every day and it just opens your eyes to things. Right. Hmm. Oh, the med- Oh yeah. Meditation. So to further that every night, I just, I'm doing this kind of trial workshop right now, uh, facilitating, but, but as I've been doing that, I come to realize in my daily routine, Every night before bed, I take my dog out for like a pee walk, right? We go out to the street and go down the block and whatever. Uh, but generally when we get home, like I live in a very rural, quiet area. So there's not really any traffic on my road. So generally I stand in the middle of the street. I look up at the stars or the clouds or whatever it is. And I just, I talk to the sky. Like I breathe in through my nose and I I do, I remember maybe not all the times, but multiple times in my life where I haven't been able to take a breath. And I'm just like, I'm standing in the middle of the street. I'm listening to the waves coming off Lake Huron. And like, it's not a lot of the time the stars are shining like fucking crazy, right? It's pitch black out here. It's quiet. It's still, my dogs are running around having a great time. And I just, I stare at the sky and talk to the sky and just stretch and breathe. And it's just like, life is fucking wild, man. Like there's so many times laying in a hospital bed where I'm taking these, you know, shallow, you know, fighting to breathe breaths for extended amounts of time. And I just stand in here. This is so fucking easy now. It's like, man, life is good, you know? <laughs> and that that reference point is something that I do hold dearly because it's so easy for me to just be like, oh, fuck, man. Like, what is this? this what is this stress? Like, this isn't stress. <laughs> I'm healthy. I can move. Like, fuck, I got this. You know, <laughs> this is all. What else is there? yeah that i mean coming from another lake lake here on ask person like you you really grow to and have an appreciation of that i had to throw that in there at least once yeah so yeah right but the country yeah. air is different man like oh, yeah. especially oh, yeah. right off the, the lake it's so fresh and crisp it's a city boy smoke it like taking in all the smoke <laughs> over here <laughs> highly recommend getting out of there man oh i know it'll change your life absolutely Dude, I, I love it i i kind of lived in small town ontario for a bit and like yeah it's different like yeah but it's great i loved it the light pollution to me is just it kills it and especially after this heart surgery uh, like in 2018 the lights i just i i hate the lights nighttime i don't want to deal with that you know street lights they're fine but like if i can find a place without them i will choose that 10 times out of 10 oh shit yeah like yeah I literally just moved back to the city and that was the one thing I noticed is like, holy shit, the streetlights are so bright. I can't sleep around here. Like, Dude, everything's LEDs. It's, it's oh, crazy. Man, like, it's insane. Yeah. I don't need that in my nervous system at nighttime. <laughs> I'm trying to relax. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, man. Um, so like, obviously I, we kind of got in contact through Instagram and I shot you a DM, but I, I noticed like pretty much every morning, like clockwork, you're on uh, that bike posting that story. Do you do you have a little story behind that or where did that kind of come from? Um, yeah, I mean, I've been doing it now every day for 
it's been over a year because I have it. I've, I've had an exercise bike in my house for, when was that? Maybe 2016-ish. I had a spin bike for a long time. It's big and heavy, and it was a hassle to move, and I moved a few times. So ended up selling it to a friend of mine who opened a gym, and I bought this little $150 exercise bike off Amazon because it folds and it's light. But uh, anyway, I wasn't using it for a long time. <clears throat> I was walking around every morning uh, before I moved back to Goddard here, before I had Leroy, uh, my dog. And uh, in the wintertime, the cold air, I find it can be very hard on my lungs to breathe, which it is for a lot of people, I guess, but uh, it feels weird on my heart and all these different things in my health. So I wanted something that I can do regardless of the weather every day year round. Uh, and my, my lymphatic system doesn't really pump how it should anymore after the, the heart surgery really fucked up things. And then the, the chest infection the next year, I had an uh, incision in my left armpit and all anyway, the tissue here is all fucking crazy. So <laughs> I'll just say moving around is very helpful. And mm -hmm. I hold a lot of fluid in my face and my chest, uh, specifically in the mornings generally. So getting up and moving. It's kind of now it's my time of day to assess how my breathing is, how much fluid I've got on board, how my face is feeling. You know, it's not so much recently, but maybe a year or whatever ago, like a lot of mornings I wake up it's, and it's hard to open my eyes because like the, the pressure in my face with the fluid settling overnight, is just, it takes gravity to pull it down out of my head and mm -hmm. all these things. So the bike started as a way to get up, get my lungs pumping and see how hard is it to breathe today <laughs> really yeah. um and i wanted to just move all year round i don't want an excuse for myself sell oh, it's cold out i don't want to do it so i'm not going to or i'm you know i'm busy or whatever it's like i'm gonna I take my bike i get on the fucking thing and i'm riding it every day no matter what so that's what i've been doing and then i, I toyed with the idea of putting it on youtube and stuff and then i thought oh fuck it like Jocko posts, he's up at stupid times every day, all the time, whatever. So I'll put it on and see, like, I'm doing it anyway. And I've had probably, I don't know, seven or eight people probably since I started posting every day. They're like, man, it's so nice to see. And, you know, it's refreshing. Gets me out of bed. There's another guy, he's doing rowing instead. He's like, I did an extra thousand miles today oh, or whatever. Awesome. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's cool. And it's like, if you can do it, I can do it. So why don't I? It's like, I don't know. Go. You should. So get up, you know, if you can get up and go, man. Like, yeah, seriously. Yeah. I, I definitely feel that too. Like even I, it like comes across the feed every, every day and I'm like, oh shit. Like even like, you know, like you're like, oh, I got to get into the gym or even if it's not even gym related, but just like life related in general, like yeah. to see you doing that consistently every day. It's just like a small little reminder too, for people. I appreciate that, man. It's, I, I try a lot of the things I try to preach, I like to practice and lead from the front. So whether that's with mindset or with, you know, riding my bike or consistency or whatever, it's like, I always, like I said, I, I feel so certain that there's always a way for whatever the thing is you're trying to do. It's just, this, you just have to find it. And um, so I feel like holding myself accountable to do the thing I want to do. I, and whatever, I can't tell you to do it if I'm not. Mm -hmm. in a no, sense definitely. right so i love yeah. that i i feel like for us too like like we're kairos and like kind of in that healthcare field and it's it's kind of same boat for us too right like if you don't practice what you preach like it's going to be a hard time like getting through to people right so 
it's one of those things, right? You want to be a product of your product. People will buy into it. And that's, yeah, definitely. Again, with my story and stuff, it's I find I've got instant buy-in from people who are listening because it's like a sense of overwhelm every time. It's like, you know, what, what, mm -hmm. like what the fuck? And then it's like, and here you are standing in front of me, and I'm, I'm in okay shape, you know, for what it, all things considered, I feel. And when even even meeting new doctors, man, I've walked into I don't probably at least two different doctors appointments with new doctors, and they expected me to be. 250 in a wheelchair like they come in and they're like got the wrong guy yeah mr <laughs> elliot I'm like yep and they're yeah, like, something right here yeah they literally they have my chart and they leave and then they come back in and they're like william i'm like yeah how you doing they're like it's you know and i'm all tattooed up and stuff right so it's like uh, <laughs> yeah awesome. i didn't i didn't think this is what you were gonna look like like okay <laughs> Sure. <laughs> you I know, love that. well, and I, I, when I was powerlifting, I was probably two, two ten roughly. And I, well, I squatted 405 to hit a 315 bench and a 545 deadlift. So, you know, I wasn't crazy strong, but for what it was, like, I was pretty, I, I'm proud as fuck about that. You know, I, when I was 19, I was told I shouldn't lift more than 50 pounds. And, uh, I definitely did. So, <laughs> You know, just a little bit more than 50. Yeah. An extra zero never hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just, just times it by 10 and we can talk. Right. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. But so anyway, this need to surprise us. Like we figured you'd be kind of like, not this. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, we're, we're probably just about to wrap it up, but like, I don't know if you have any last words or, I mean, a lot of our, our friends and us included, we're graduating uh what like next week mm. connor yeah but like you got any, uh, or so. advice or recommendations out there for like new grads if they're they're out there listening right now yeah i mean my this is my language to myself right now life is hard do it anyway let's fucking go it's no that's it no. it's it it's yeah. whatever the thing is you're putting off doing that you're excited about just fucking do it because when the longer you choose not to trust me when i tell you the end of that road is a bad fucking place to be you know and whether that means you're in a hospital bed hooked up on air and you're stuck there for a couple weeks probably not but i'll tell you if that's where you are and you think back and you think i could have did the thing that excited me while i could have like physically i am capable and healthy let's fucking go and you don't just go do it. Start trying. Like, just try, man. Keep going. You're doing great. You're going to fail. You're going to have bumps in the road. Just fucking keep trying and just show up, man. So life is hard. Do it anyway. Cause that's all there is. Like, yeah, <laughs> Damn, no awesome. better way to, there's no better way to end that. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But yeah. So why don't we, uh, I'll let you plug your Instagram handle or wherever they can find you. And then, Oh yeah. So I'm muscle bill <laughs> at muscle bill, wherever, um, you can search Quick me in Spotify and stuff. Yeah, musclebill.com. I have a website and stuff. Awesome. Um, pretty easy to find, you know. <laughs> yeah, outside Goddard now. So if you know the area, but it's a beautiful area. So I <laughs> yeah, highly man. recommend it. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's awesome. Yeah, no, oh, we thank appreciate you very much for coming on. Awesome. At... All right. Take care, guys. Thanks. <laughs>